the, the glorious Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. Mm -hmm. Is this the one that's got nothing to do with motorcycle maintenance? The, that's exactly <laughs> the one. Yeah. I think the subtitle was an inquiry into values, as in, you know, asking the fundamental question of what is good, and it uses a lot of motorcycle analogies or mechanical engineering analogies for that mm. purpose. Ah. Problem is, I have read the one book, and, you know, a lot of people see it as a polarizing book simply because some consider it a very good introduction to philosophy and some others consider it a very bad introduction to philosophy. <laughs> it does cover a lot of ground. Well, I mean, you'd hope it does. You'd hope it covers a lot of ground, you know, being a motorcycle, you can go very fast. <laughs> <laughs> ah, maybe a metaphor I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that was what they were going for, but yeah. who knows? Anyway... Hi, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I'm Moggy, and I'm joined this week by Jeff. Hello. And Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And this week, we want to talk a little bit more about the name Indulgently Minimal and what it is we are actually here to do. Because a common question we've had is, why haven't we talked more so far about minimalism itself? And part of that is because... We're actually aiming to talk more about mental well-being as opposed to talking about philosophy. So specifically, uh, our emphasis is actually on reducing consumption, reducing indulgences. So I guess to address the elephant in the room that has appeared, we are not actually a philosophy-centric podcast. Well, sort of. We kind of are in some ways, but it's a little more complicated. <laughs> We're not here like, to talk about well, motorcycles. sort of. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's we haven't talked about minimalism a huge amount. It's it is in the name. It's ironically we didn't want to go too overboard on it on the minimalism part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the name itself, indulgently minimal. It's supposed to allude to a lot of things, and in and of itself, it can be switched around: minimally indulgent, indulgently minimal, minimal indulgences. Like the whole point is, it's asking a question of you, the listener. Like, what are you here to do? But at its core, mm. I think the idea was to reduce indulgence, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, We've alluded to it before and, and talked about it where all of us have this little, you know, there's a little voice in the back of your head or this little gremlin of indulgence that just sort of, that little voice that's pushing you to, to do the thing, to buy the thing, you know, it's, it's like, it's our base level of being, our sort of, our baseline is massive indulgence. It's, we're wanting to curb that. It's that little, yeah, that little gremlin that just sits in your wallet and makes a nest and just keeps buying stuff and buying better and more and demands all the, all the finest wines and cheeses that a hobby can offer. <laughs> Pretty much. And we're just trying to sort of keep him in line. We're not trying to get rid of him, mm. but just sort of temper him, you know. Reduce him. Put him to sleep a little. Yeah. Reduce, reduce him, you know. Give him a nice little cozy nest in the cheap part of the wallet. Well, I think the... The risk always is that when you either can't afford to go all out on something or when you're trying to not go all out on something, I know my instinct is to make the most of it. So it's like if I'm not going to mm -hmm. eat sweets and chocolates and, or whatnot for a long time, if I'm trying to like, you know, lose weight or live healthier, when I do then indulge, I don't want to waste that indulgence. 
So it's like, no, I'm not going to go to the supermarket and buy a cheap packet of biscuits. I want to go to a bakery and get the finest, you know, cookies and creams. Mm. But that's the, the little door is creaked open and the little gremlin skitters out like, yes, yes, get all of the cookies, get all of the cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's what you're alluding to. Yeah, pretty much. It's like he's always there. You can't get rid of him, nor I, I don't think should you because it's a part of it, it's a part of who we are. But yeah, it's sort of just keeping him in check, just keeping him in check. Well, for sure. I mean, my understanding of minimalism, which we will talk a little bit more about today, but minimalism as a lifestyle, minimalism as a quote unquote philosophy. I think some of us can see it very much as the guy who has one fork, one spoon and is contemplating getting the knife. Like, you know, completely, mm -hmm. you know, rejecting any form of materialism, any form of indulgence and trying to live a very stoic, free life, let's say. Yeah. With a complete rejection of any indulgence. That's not what we're going for. It's not what we're going for, but we are looking looking towards that for inspirations on times where we can curb it a little, can, can minimalize our indulgences to a degree. You know, there is a form of inspiration there that we are looking to. Well, yeah, because I also think that fortunately, shall we say, that the three of us do fall into like almost distinct camps of indulgence where, mm -hmm. as you've alluded to with your you know beautiful wines and cheeses imagery, you're very much about sensory indulgence. You enjoy indulging in yeah, food, food, experiences. Food and drink and experiences, yeah, and, and just, yeah sensory indulgence. Whereas Murdoch, I believe you are more of a materialistic indulger. You very much want to get the latest gadget, the a better laptop, a bigger laptop. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a problem I've had to address over the years. It is collecting all the things, kind of like crows with shiny objects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's We have had many conversations as well about like, oh, we could do this thing, you know, like the many conversations about the home server, how we could build this whole house computer thing. And it's like completely pointless. We would never use it, but oh, uh, it's fun to think about. That's mm. another thing to curb. Build, building a tower with shiny bricks, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very shiny tower. Yeah. While I rather indulgently live in both, I very much like to collect <laughs> things. I want things, but I also love sensory indulgence. So yeah, like I, I, I am a problem to myself that I am trying to solve. And yeah, <laughs> we are not inher we, inherently, we are not minimalists in, <laughs> in in the truest sense of the word, because that's just not just not who we are at our core. And, and that's fine. But yeah, we're, we're looking towards that for inspiration. Definitely. Mm. But we're also wanting to almost like if you have like the gremlin of indulgence and you have the I don't know what image to use for minimalism like the the sparrow i don't know well, but technically, if you, technically the best Im the best image to use for minimalism is no image at all let's be honest <laughs> you have the mm. void of minimalism um <laughs> the we, void of minimalism we're kind of trying to turn the, them the, on the, each the, other if that mm, makes sense like we want let, them to fight each other fight. to create a balance for ourselves mm -hmm. is this uh, is this essentially oh my god this is pokemon <laughs> okay, I get, I, I get it. Well, okay, so okay, so we've got the gremlin, yeah. one of the first ones we caught, potentially the starter one that we picked at Professor Oak's house. <laughs> and, you know, we've gone out, we've been attacked by a few rats in the tall grass, it happens to everybody. And now we've we got to the stadium and we're, we're pitting 
minimalism, which I guess got caught in some sort of bathhouse or some serene field somewhere, and now they're now they're fighting in a stadium, and we're sat around eating the finest wines and cheeses, watching the battle. <laughs> Perfectly, no? Indul- no. Mm. very indulgent metaphor. <laughs> very, very much so. Minimalism in the sense is basically it's just absolute refusal of desire beyond the absolute basic minimum needs, I think. Mm. I think that is not what we're striving for. No, but there are many different colors of minimalism as well. Like the image I gave of the the guy contemplating buying a knife is a very extreme example of minimalism. Like there are plenty of different minimalist philosophies. And indeed, like we can take a lot of cues from minimalist as a design. It's very much an artistic and design philosophy. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, like it's about reduction. It's about reducing things and emphasizing space, emphasizing the how everything comes together holistically, which again mm-hmm. works very nicely with indulgence because it's not just about, you know, oh, okay, I'm going to hold off. I won't have that donut today. That's one type of reducing indulgence. But at the same time, it's also about when you do indulge, you want, I personally want it to be a very holistic indulgence. If I bring an object into my life, I want it to fit. I want balance. And I am a big fan of minimalist design, minimalist architecture. So I I do want the things in my life to have that kind of balance visually as well. And it is something that's very interesting when you come from like city living, apartment living, you don't have the space in the same way that maybe if you have like a suburban house to clutter up your life. Mm -hmm. I think that's another aspect of it for me. Well, it's it's very important with, or at least I, I think it's very important with balancing the two of them, because as you know, as you say, with the minimalism, it's the creating that space in between things. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the indulgence, you've got nothing but space. You need those. You need things for you know the space to sit between. You need you need objects in and around to create that sensory space to create that good environment for you. So it's 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 important to have the indulgence. Important. It's important to indulge. In the indulgence, or at least that's what I tell myself when I'm buying the fourth donut of the day. <laughs> I've, for some reason, you've just evoked a very Van Gogh, Van Gogh. I apologize to everybody for my pronunciations. Indulgently minimal at gmail.com. Tell us how badly we pronounce that. Thank you. <laughs> His paint strokes are very indulgent. The way he would just thickly layer things on, like that very artistic image you were bringing up about how you have to have something to emphasize space in the first place. Yet there's a very Hmm. Van Gogh image in there of like when he went for it, he really went for it. They're very passionate, very, if you actually get close to a Van Gogh, you can see these enormously thick globules of paint that he's actually sculpted onto the canvas with a knife Hmm. as opposed to a brush. And yeah, that's, that's very much where I sit with indulgence, where it's like, if I'm going to go for it, go for it, go for it with passion, go for it with vibrancy. Like if there is an object in my life, I want to like, I want it to be like your poster, Jeff, the hideous one, where every time you walk past it, you would just go, <laughs> yes, I bought that. I love that. Like that was going for it. It was awesome. And the best part was, is where it was placed. It was always a shock and surprise to, <laughs> to new people that came into the house because it was, it was perfect. I loved everything about it. Hmm. Now, Murdoch, I, I do want to hear a little bit of your take on this because you are probably, 
you and Jeff, to me, represent very opposite ends of this spectrum. So I am curious as to what you were hoping to get out of these conversations with regards to what we've just talked about. It has been, it really has been a struggle over the years to find that balance. Mm -hmm. Like my natural tendencies have always been, you know, go look for the best, the biggest, you know, Mm -hmm. hard to explain, but... I've had trouble essentially fitting things in and around my lifestyle at the moment. I do have a clutter problem that still persists to this day. Hmm. So one of the things which I'm looking to continue improving on, continue learning on, is how to give breathing space between the objects. It's Hmm. not just whether you need something or it's not whether you want something. And basically, you know, it's about, it is about finding that balance Empty space is troubling in a sense. Empty space is cold. Interesting. Now, that's a very interesting comment to make because I enjoy empty space. Not pure, you know, walking into a bare room is not a comforting thing. But I do enjoy minimalist design. And as I said, it emphasizes space in a very large way. Well, there is there is the alternative where you know um, empty space is quite comforting for as you mentioned, but there is the, the literal opposite of minimalism, which is maximalism, which is cover everything, every square you know centimeter of the wall has got something on it. The furniture, all the furniture is bright and in your face, and it's everywhere. It's like the total opposite of minimalism, and for that, for some people, that is a very comforting aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, to my mind, immediately I'm starting to think about like, like if I think about minimalism applied visually, but in a way relating to what you've just said, I think about what's very popular with a lot of the the YouTube, Instagram personalities where you'll often have like the, in the background, cupboards or cubbies with little like figures and paintings and often they'll have like their logo or artwork. And But you'll only have one thing per box, if that makes sense. So each one is framed yeah. and emphasized. And the framing and the space is what emphasizes. They have chosen this figurine, this artistic design. Whereas, mm. like, sometimes if you go into stores or if you go into, like, nerd spaces, let's say, sometimes you just cram everything in, everything just piled on top of each other like graffiti. It's loud and it's mm-hmm. and it becomes like a visual collage of all the different brands, all the different series and games and TV, and it just screams in your face. But it makes a very bold statement. Now, mm. Murdoch... How does that fit in with what you were saying about that discomfort with space? Well, it's it's not that I dislike space per se. Like, I do like open spaces with little bits and pieces that hold the space together. Mm-hmm. What I have come to realize is that I'm not very good at making these spaces connect. So it does tend to one extreme or the other where there is entirely too much space and not knowing what to fill it in with. Or the opposite tendency is just pile stuff up on there until we have, you know, crossed that threshold. Right. In which there is, you know, comfortable space to breathe visually, even, you know, logistically, just moving around the space itself. So I 
am not very good with this balance. And this is one of the things which I am hoping to work towards. And that's what the name is, indulgently minimal. Ultimately, it's balance. It's these two... Yeah, our, aim, our aim for balance, yeah. Yeah, these two very opposite ideas trying to balance two ends of the scale into something visually pleasing, but also pleasing and balancing to our mental well-being. Like, mm. I think a huge part of it for me is objects like the PlayStation Vita and more recently the Steam Deck which are devices that absolutely scream by me, right? Like, look how cool mm -hmm. I yeah, am. Yes. You can throw me in a bag and you could be playing whatever game it was you were playing right there on the go, or you can hook me up to a TV and I have cloud saves so you can, you know, play on your PlayStation, play on your PC, and then just pick me up on the subway. I know from personal experience it's a waste of my time and money because I don't use them. Right. Mm. These were lessons hard learned for me that, you know, through wasting the money. There is the fear with the Steam Deck that, you know, if you're playing like something like Elden Ring, you just throw the Steam Deck out of the bus window <laughs> in rage. <laughs> and Instead of the controller. Well, because it is the controller. This is the danger. Mm. This is the reason I've chosen not to get a Steam Deck. <laughs> my Switch Truly. did survive Dark Souls. My Nintendo Switch did survive <laughs> Dark Souls. So there is that. <sighs> I think that's a huge part of it for me is trying to create not a philosophy, but a strategy, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when the little gremlin pokes his head out of my psyche to say, hey, buy something. Come on, bro. Let's go get it. I have like a way we can go rather than kind of like trying to fight it because it's a known thing that when you fight your desires, you're actually using a resource in yourself. It's why, like they say, if you yeah. don't want to be eating like sweets and stuff, don't buy them Just don't buy in them. the first place. Because if they're in your home, you have to fight the urge to eat them every time you think about it. Every time you walk past them, every time you open the cupboard, it's day by day you are fighting the urge. And it is a finite resource. It takes energy. Yeah, eventually energy. your energy bar will drop to zero hit points and you will succumb and eat it. Whereas if you only have to fight that urge once, i.e. when you're in the supermarket, you've got a much better chance. Now, that conflict is actually, in my mind, what takes the energy. So rather than having that kind of like, I want it, I don't want it, I want it, I don't want it. I want a strategy to sit down and go, right, okay, let's have a look at it. Let's go through the steps. And at the end of it, I can come to some sort of piece of, you know what, I don't need it. Or, yep, this will fit into my life, fill a need or a desire. I can afford it. Let's go and then be happy at the end of it and, and not have a device that I just sit there and go, why did I buy you? What are you doing? Yeah. I've got to, yeah. Now I've got to figure out what to do with you. It's just unhappy thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. It's trying to find a strategy here, not a philosophy. You know, we're not, we're not students of philosophy. We're not <laughs> philosophers, you know, between us, we've, you know, we've definitely read a bit, but we're fans of we philosophy. Fa we're fans. Not... I, we are. And to different degrees as well. I know that Jeff, you have read quite a bit of philosophy, actual philosophy, you know, books by philosophers. I, 
I've discovered as I've tried to read philosophy, I would rather consume philosophy via someone who has read philosophy, if that makes sense. You know, I want it through yeah, art yeah. rather than like sitting there reading, you know, Marcus Aurelius. It, it's difficult. And then Murdoch, as you said, yeah. you've read <laughs> Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance and not much else, if I am correct. I, I'm, I'm working my way through a second book in the same vein. Oh, okay. It, 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 it's... It's it's very much, you know, it, it is very much like you've described. It's like reading philosophy through people who've read philosophy. I think, what's it called? Sophie's, hold on. Ah, yes. Recommended by me to somebody who has read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. And Sophie's World, it takes a similar approach. It's, it's describing philosophical concepts through the eyes of, you know, a little child, basically. Interesting. Hmm. That's sounds very like, interesting. That sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't have, I've, I've realized I, I don't have the attention span to sit down and, and read philosophy in, in its purest form. Mm. It can be very dense. Mm -hmm. It can, especially when you start to get into more metaphysical <laughs> type stuff, yeah. you know, it, who are we? What are we? Why are we? And like, I, my it's brain. one of those things. It's like oftentimes you, you can't just read it, can you? You need, you need somebody that has read it to explain it to you. Because you don't have, a lot of the times, you just don't have the tools readily available to understand what's actually being talked about. You need to learn that to then be able to go in and, and read that. And it's like, ugh, you know, I'll just watch a YouTube channel instead. <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody on YouTube to draw funny little pictures with little cute animations and like break it down into five minutes, please. Can you just break down the entire mm. of human wisdom into a five minute clip on YouTube for my dumb little brain? And mm -hmm. you know what the great thing is? There are people out there that do that, and they are wonderful. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, fantastic. they are. Yep. If, if we ever get a chance, thank you. Thank you, kind person, yes, thank for you breaking so this down for us. <laughs> I think one of the things about philosophy is that, yes, you have people who don't like thinking very much, and you have people who absolutely love thinking. And one could, you know, and <laughs> this is a very bad approximation, philosophy being the indulgence of thinking. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. <laughs> well, it is interesting simply because there is always that, there is always that risk when you start to read things like philosophy. Look at who's writing it. These are people who had the luxury of writing philosophy. There's very few people who come from a, a poorer background that have the time to sit there and ponder the, you know, the intricacies of existence when they're trying to, you know, work for a living. Well, as Murdoch said, it, you could consider it almost the ultimate indulgence. Exactly. To do nothing but sit around and think because you have you are living in a, a living a lifestyle that allows you to do nothing but sit around and think, which is fine. Well, it's something that we're trying to bring into our discussions as well, that it's not that one thing is better than the other and it's not that we are saying everybody should do it one way or... If you're going to buy a phone, you have to buy this exact phone. Otherwise, you have made the wrong choice. I really do think that the balance we're trying to find is that everybody has different priorities. Everybody has different circumstances. There are no wrong answers, which makes having this conversation 10 times harder. <laughs> I wish I could just like have somebody call in and go, hello, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. What is your question? Ah, yes, you should buy the ZX57. Thank you. Goodbye. I would love to be able to do that, <laughs> but you can't. Like, it's you can't. It, Pro problem is, I'm pretty sure you have filled that role for people in your lives at some point in time. It's like I don't want to think. Tell me, what is the best thing to get? Uh, by the way, a, Z, a ZX57 is a new is a Zanussi freestanding fridge freezer. 
Um, so <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, okay. if, if if you're if you're looking if you're looking for a fridge freezer, um, <laughs> Mocky did not recommend that. Please do not. I I just came up with random letters and numbers. Please do not put that on my head. <laughs> But no, we've had these conversations, right? We've told, you know, we've had the conversation like your phone is good enough. You know, this is the TV conversation. You know, those are the conversations we're having. But even those conversations, like you can talk to somebody who goes, you know what? I don't really watch TV. It's like, great. You don't need a TV. Conversation done. Or, you know, you've got people like, yeah, I just wanted a tiny little TV for my tiny little apartment. I bought this little TV and I'm happy with it. It's like, wonderful. I great. Yeah, that's a win. That's that's a win. I, I really don't have anything to add to that. Again, that's not why we're here. We're not here to add to the clutter of tech reviews and influencers telling you to buy this thing or we spent a week using that thing. What we really want is to figure out how to ride the balance, how to sit there as individuals and say, I think I will approach this buying decision this way, or I will choose not to get this thing for these reasons. It's not philosophy. It's not tech. It's strategy. It's strategy. And as we, as we you know, mentioned before, you know, at the top in the first episode, we're looking to use, looking towards minimalism as inspiration to form these strategies so we can look and buy mindfully and aware yeah. of what we're doing. Because that, that provides a massive help. It allows, I think, hope, hopefully, hopefully, it will allow us to navigate the world in a way that's more suited to our well-being, our mental well-being. That's it. That's, that's the hope. Well, I think to bring this in for a landing, our focus is, as you say, on mental well-being. I have personally found that simply giving in to the gremlin, giving in to for lack of a better term, materialism, doesn't bring happiness and in many ways does the opposite. It makes me actively unhappy. So every time you every time you feed the gremlin exactly what it wants, it doesn't satiate it, it just gets hungrier. Yeah, it just wants more. Mm -hmm. And I think you really hit the nail on the head where it's not in the title, but mindfulness is one of those tools that we're trying to bring to it. And Again, indulgentlyminimal at gmail.com. If you want to hear us have one of these conversations on topics like mindfulness or on other topics like this, do let us know. We are, we're listening. We really want to have the conversation with you guys as much as we're having it with each other. But mindfulness Hmm. really is a powerful tool where you can sit there and go, either how am I approaching this situation and take a look at your thought process as you go through it, or as a way to center yourself in the moment when you finally do indulge, be there for the indulgence. Don't just mindlessly Mm. eat a bar of chocolate and go, I wonder if that tasted good or not. I blacked out for a moment there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm feeling targeted. I'm feeling a little bit targeted. It's fine. Or do you like break off that one piece? Like those silly adverts are kind of on the money. You break off the piece and you bring it to your mouth, allowing the the aroma to fill your nostrils as you experience the chocolate, let it melt across the palate, tasting the different notes. It's silly when you describe it that way. Looks like anybody that's uh, lived with dogs know you can't eat food like that anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, it must go. <laughs> there is a, a thing where like, if you eat like that, 
you can end up more satiated at the end of it. Like if you get an excellent cup of coffee and you actually allow yourself to taste those different flavors, sometimes you actually go, wow, that was an experience and I really enjoyed it. It's about putting the phone down and experiencing that beautiful village you're visiting on holiday rather than taking a million photos of it for social media. Being present in the moment, mindful of the experience you are choosing to indulge in so that that indulgence means something. Mm -hmm. Mindfully indulgent. Mindfully (laughs) indulgent. Unless you are a robot. Well, yeah. (laughs) Robots can have feelings too. Can they, Jeff? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I've been told. (laughs) <laughs> so you humans I'm, keep telling I'm, me. I'm, I'm, le- I'm learning. I'm starting to feel <laughs> anger. That's an emotion. Good God, it's learning. <laughs> I am a robot. I do robot things. We learn, we laugh, we love. <laughs> okay, so do you guys have any final thoughts for us today on this topic? Yeah, just the, the minimal aspect, as I've said, I just want to sign off on it. Yeah, the minimal aspect is an inspiration to us. It's it's where we're looking towards for help. Right. And Murdoch, do you have any final thoughts for us? I think ultimately, like, we're not robots, right? As, as, as human beings, we want things, we desire things. But the whole reason we are trying to have this continuous conversation is we want to want less and we want to want better. That's good. Yeah. No, that's that's very, very... Oh, there's a word I'm looking for. Salient. Thank you, Salient point. Thank you, Jeff. Well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. We've been Indulgently Minimal. You can follow us on Twitter at Indulgently Mini. We are also Indulgently Minimal on Instagram. You can email us with any thoughts, any questions at indulgentlyminimal at gmail.com. I've been Moggy, and I've been joined by Jeff. Yeah, thanks, guys. Just remember to go easy on yourselves. And Murdoch. Remember, folks, indulge a little. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. See you for the next one. Bye. Bye. Take care, everyone. <laughs>